0: Suds. 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 It's time for more
2: Suds.
3: Hey, everyone. Welcome. This is another sud segment where really good beer meets really bad radio. And sometimes my voice changes. With me today at the table is good old gal Juliana. Oh, I'm yeah, that's me.
4: <laughs>
3: okay, my voice has gone to my head, literally. Um... Also joining me at the table is Good old Boy Dave. <coughs> you are cuckoo, cuckoo. There we go. Yes, yeah, I sure. was wondering if we were going to get that in. <laughs> oh yeah, cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Oh, I love the sleekness of this dude. Um, also joining me today is Good old Boy Kendall.
0: I wouldn't miss it.
3: And we're bringing him back from the dead, folks.
1: <laughs> I'm not dead
3: yet. <laughs> Good old boy, Sean. We've dusted off that corner for you. Sean welcome back.
1: It's good to be back. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Yeah, you yay, know, yay, after yay. that last episode I was on, yeah, it was it was questionable. If <laughs> <laughs> I get this opportunity
2: again,
3: it <laughs> was touch and go there for a little bit, but.
2: Yeah, His, his temporary <laughs> banishment is over.
3: Yes, temporary, just for an episode. No, I'm kidding. Um, today we start a new summer of questionable decisions, and we've headed up to the great white north. Oh, Canada. Okay, I won't go anymore. We truly want to drink your lager beer. Do we? Yeah. Before we get to them, though, this Sud segment is brought to you by...
2: The Law Offices of Scratchers J. Scratcherton. Are you a kitty or a puppy who identifies as kitty? Do you need an attorney? Come on down to the Law Offices of Scratchers J. Scratcherton. Scratchers J. Scratcherton, attorney at law. She'll fight for her clients and give injustice the claw. Scratchers J. Scratcherton is not licensed to practice law in any of the 50 states.
3: So, today we're doing a blind tasting of some... Canadian? Wait. Canadian? Dave, didn't you do spell check on this before you printed it?
2: Well, we were going to do Canadian loggers, but I couldn't get very many of them, so I decided we could do Canadian and Asian loggers. So you know, Canadian.
3: Uh.
1: Yeah, that was really a questionable decision, Dave. But you have to give him
3: that. Uh, I I guess. Okay, go to boy, Sean. Would you please give us today's lineup?
1: Yes, the Canadian-Asian lagers we are discussing today. From the Great White North, unfortunately nothing from the Elsinore Brewery, but we have Molson <laughs> Canadian, Labatt Blue, better known as Batty Blue, Labatt Blue Light, Moosehead, and Sapporo. From Japan, we're tasting Orion and Asahi. From China, Lucky Buddha and Singtao. From Thailand, Singha and Chang. From Korea, spelled H-I-T-E, and depending on who you talk to, heat, hite, or height. Uh, and then from Singapore, Tiger.
3: Wow. That was so thorough and so good. <laughs> um, well cool. Huh? Tiger's time. Tiger's time.
0: Tiger style. Tiger style. Yeah.
3: I like that. That's cool. All right, go to Boy Kendall. Would you mind reading the Suds ratings for us.
2: And do it in your best Canadian accent. Yeah, I'll give that a shot.
0: (laughs) We'll be discussing and rating these beers with these Suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. That sucks. Give me anything but a bud, eh? Was that a belch? Ah, what a relief. And... A body should really not make that sound. Uh, uh, uh. And listen to that hang time. Give me another, eh?
3: Okay, so we tried all of these beers earlier, but I am the only one that knows who's who. Who's Canadian and who is Asian. My co hosts only got numbered cups because I'm that girl. So let's talk about our top beers. And to be fair, just word out here is that we have one in a can, which I thought was really impressive. We have four in green bottles and stinky. We know what they say about green bottles. <laughs> Very aromatic, to be sure. And then the restaurant Brown Bottles. So we're going to start at our fifth favorite and work up to the... 24
4: Elsinore beers.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good movie. Such a good movie. Um, We're going to start off with our fifth best and work up to the Piste de resistance, so to speak. So number five for us, otherwise known as number two... What'd you guys think of it?
2: Didn't taste like number two. It was
1: <laughs> very <Hey-o. laughs> very dry.
0: That's a good
3: thing, isn't yeah. it?
1: Yes, yeah, so a
0: super dry beer, which made it really crisp, but not a lot of flavor going on. Just very easy
1: drinking. No yeah. noticeable notes in the nose. It was just yeah. yeah, easy drinking. A little, little sweet and then it dries right
3: out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um very I I think this is like good summertime beer. And I think considering where it came from It kind of, yep. It's pretty much like a lot of things there. Anyways, any thoughts on what you think this might be? (laughs) I have no idea about
0: any of these beers other than the ones that came out of green bottles. I'm pretty sure I know which four those were.
3: Okay. Well,
2: oh, she's spinning the wheel of suds.
3: Spinning the wheel of suds.
2: Still spinning the wheel. Molson Canadian. Molson Molson Canadian.
3: Canadian. (laughs) Yeah. Who would have thought?
2: Nice, it's a good beer. Well, Canada could jumps in the lead first. A lot of that on a hot day.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess not. Um, okay, then moving on. Wait, we rated it. Oh yes. What did we rate Molson Canadian?
2: It got a SUD rating of three. Out of five. <laughs>
3: Okay, moving on. We're gonna go to our fourth favorite out of the group, otherwise known as number 12.
2: Number 12. Well,
0: it's a little malty. It's got a little bit of bitterness, like this almost woodsy herbal bitterness going on. Just a hint, yeah. Huh. Unlike some of these, this one actually tasted like it might have had a hop or two in it.
3: I know this yep. one almost seems gourmet in which the had, scheme of things.
2: A hop or two, which had not skunked.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it has a nice developing bitterness to it. It was that was a, kind of what caught me off guard compared to the other ones. And like Kendall says, they yeah. actually put some hops in this one. Yeah,
2: and as it warms up a little bit, it's it's kind of balancing out a little bit more. Feels like to me, but I wouldn't I wouldn't let it get much warmer.
3: I guess I need to do descriptions on these, too. But, um, yeah, I was kind of surprised. So, coming from Singapore. Oh, nice. This was born on the streets of Singapore, the tropical island city-state, a busy trading destination and melting pot of Asian, Indian, and British influences and culture. The Tropical lagering, in quotes, process brews a bravely creative and unpretentious lager. The result is the intensely refreshing full-bodied taste of one of the world's fastest-growing premium beers, otherwise known as Tiger. Huh?
0: Tiger, style. tiger. Tiger style. Style.
2: No. Huh. I love Tiger beer. Every time I go to yeah, there's a great. there's a there's a Thai restaurant here in town. Every time I go Especially like if I'm picking it up to go, I'll uh, have a tiger while I'm waiting at the bar to pick up the food. It's just a nice, easy drinking beer. But yeah, yeah it's, it's it exactly is. as we described. It has a nice p- bitterness present that's, you know, just kind of right there. Very cool.
3: Yeah, impressive. And like I said, kind of gourmet in the scheme of mm-hmm. this lo- this style, you know. So but it's a world-acclaimed Asian lager. <laughs> is that from my favorite Irish Oh, yeah. Thingy? Cool. Um, I I could see, though, how this, like, really goes well with that cuisine, though, you know? Anyways, we rated Tiger from Singapore a... Three. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Our third favorite beer out of the group, otherwise known as number 13.
2: The luckiest of all numbers.
3: Yes, the luckiest of all numbers.
2: So like this one it gets a little more balanced and it's a little nicer, a little smoother to me. This is tasting yeah. a little bit better since it's warmed up. It
0: actually did, which surprises me with these beers. Usually these light bodied beers, you know, they get warm. They're they're just awful. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is and it was balanced. It was I think the most balanced one we had. There was a little bit of just clean bitterness. It was definitely it had some like bready maltiness to it, but it all together worked.
3: It did, and I, I'm gonna want to get more of this. Like, it's I've never had it before, but now that I have, I'm really kind of impressed by it. And I'm like, this is good summer drinking beer. It really is. Um,
2: And luckily, it's available since I was able to get it. Exactly.
3: (laughs) You know, that's another thing to say is out of these beers that we were able to procure for today they were all in our area. And that's something to be said that (laughs) it was kind of hard to find even the Canadian beers that we had, you know? So I think
2: most of these are pretty widely distributed. There's some some major global companies behind a few of these, so they're not really like craft breweries, but uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, when you're dealing with something like this and you just want to find a beer to drink.
3: True, true. So the lucky... Can of choice <laughs> oh, is Heidi.
2: Nice. Heidi. Yeah. We're gonna call it Heidi. Hit.
3: This is from South Korea. It's a European pale lager, the number one selling Korean beer, brewed and bottled in Korea, in Seoul. Brewed using the purest underground well water, Canadian Harrington barley, pearl aroma, and Yakima hops get that that's really rad yeast and no additives or preservatives and we rated I, I,
2: a3 a three I like that ca- Canadian barley it's another Canadian connection.
3: We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back everyone. so we are Thanks. in middle of our su- our first episode of the summer of questionable decisions.
4: don't wreck our show you hoser.
1: And
3: we have done a blind tasting of 13 Canadian lagers
1: So you don't have to
3: (laughs) (laughs) And we are working on the best of the best of our 13 So we are now up to our second favorite out of the group Dun, dun, dun Otherwise known as number number 11 11 so, thoughts on number 11.
2: This is another one. I like it as it... I'm liking it more as it warms up a little bit.
1: Yeah, just good, clean. There's not any noticeable off notes in the nose, and there's actually yeah. not much of a nose, but
0: yeah. That's what I liked about this one. You do get that little bit of, you know almost like a dark crackery malt flavor going on but then you get a little floral brightness coming in and out of the hops and it kind of balances out so yeah. that there's a little bit of bitterness there but not hard or aggressive and it it is very clean
2: it's a little bit of a challenge to even like find the descriptors for these beers cuz they're all there's like <laughs> there's just not a lot to say you know?
3: no there's not well, but you know there's that's some... why we had to
2: drink 13
3: sure but there's something to be said for those that we are finding that are good because You know when you get something that's this light it's really hard to make it stand out and then also hard to drink more than one i know that sounds awful um you know so when you get one of those you're like oh yeah i can remember this if that makes any sense so any ideas
2: um it's either from canada or asia (laughs) that narrows it down i'm betting on asia i'm going i'm going hard on asia on this
3: one. really
2: i'm gonna go canada Oh, wow. wow. How Ooh. very contrarian of you. Ooh. Uh, oh. Ooh. It's both.
3: It is both. <laughs> right.
2: Country and Western. Yeah. It <laughs>
3: is the original, the icon. Sapporo premium beer is a refreshing lager with a crisp, refined flavor and a clean finish. Yeah, it is. The perfect beer to pair with any meal and any occasion. Kampai. Or maybe I'm butchering that, so sorry. No, Kampai. Cheers. I'm impressed by this one. I really, yeah, I, you know I what I mean? Too. I've had a, it
0: in those funny shaped cans they sell and it, it didn't yeah. seem the same. No. I'm digging this one. Yeah. So this is an Asian beer, but they brew it in Canada. Yeah,
2: those Canadians know how to brew an Asian beer. I'll tell you that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Apparently so. Now, if they
2: had brewed Moosehead in China, <laughs> I bet you'd have something there, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> might be actual moose heads in it.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, there, there you go. There could be. There could, could be. be. And so for Sapporo, we rated this one a 3. Okay, so now we're going to talk about our favorite one of the bunch.
2: Ooh. Yes. I don't know. Should we should we just slow down a little bit? I mean, we're building to a crescendo here. We are. It feels like it. Maybe, I feel, the, I feel uh, the energy around the table. It's getting, getting a little wild. The,
1: the Stanley getting... Cup of light loggers?
3: Yes, in honor of Canada and... Their the hockey Stan- playing ways? Yes, their hockey You know, those ways. Asians
0: are hockey powerhouses too. It's true.
3: <sighs> yeah, but when was the last time that you've seen an Asian on an NHL team? Well, some of those uh, Russian I'm dudes are there's from the a, there's a few. Asian part of Russia. Yeah. I they go with that. But. Yeah, sure. But that's European League. Like, it's, not,
2: it's not. There's Russians UK. all over the NHL. Yeah, but there. <laughs> no,
3: but I mean, the east, the most Eastern Russians would probably be in, like, otherwise. You know what I mean? Like the closest. Let's not discriminate, man. Okay, fine.
0: I'm bad at geography too, so let's okay. get off this. I topic. mean,
2: let's face it, Canada's really not that good at hockey right now. So. What?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, but that curling is—that's true—not to be messed with. <sighs> They've got that on
2: lock.
3: Yeah. But if it wasn't for Canada, we wouldn't have the NHL. <sighs> so there.
2: It took Americans to really bring bring hockey up to what it really needed
3: to be. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're welcome, Canada. We took your game and made it better. Cue the angry Canadian emails. Oh, and I five. don't. Once four. again.
3: Yeah. I don't have to like him today, folks. I don't. <laughs>
2: I wish I could say it in French and English.
3: We're going to ban you to Montreal. Okay. Um, Get some frites. Yes. So what made this one, otherwise known as number eight, what made this one the one?
0: What I was looking for in all of these was a kind of that dry, crisp finish, because even if there's a little sweetness in the middle, you want these beers to finish really dry. You know, just from the, the part of that's from the continued lagering that they go through. But what I loved about this one is I got a little lemony flavor out of the hops. This, that's what made me think this might be one of the Asian ones, because I feel like they might be using some hop varieties that aren't common in yeah. some American beers, because you know some of those especially japanese hops will get really lemony
2: there's definitely some kind of either it it almost smelled like green apple but it could be more lemon or something aroma that's coming out as it warms up but i don't
3: this be, is it
2: could be in my imagination
3: yeah this is really impressive because like i mean all of these beers are lower abv to begin with mm-hmm. and this one has a really really nice amount of flavor Yeah. Oh I so I so can't wait to spoil this.
1: (laughs) My 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 notes was I thought it was a rice lager, so I'm gonna say it's it's from Asia.
2: Okay.
3: So we have a lot of people, we have two people saying that this is an Asian lager. And good old boy Dave, what are your thoughts? I've been
2: I've been riding Asia this whole this whole with the Asia train. I'm on the Asia train. So let's do it. Okay. Let's make it happen. All right. Come on, big money, big money, no Um wins.
3: This was created in
2: 1983.
3: In Asia? Hmm. Uh, let me get to it. <laughs> it's a premium. Asian logger. Um Ooh. No. Oh, no. It's good. it's a light Canadian pilsner. <gasps> wow. Are you? With a delicately balanced beer brewed with cascade hops and a blend of malt. With a slight sweetness and citrus-like hop flavor, or hop character, it is fresh, crisp, and brewed to the highest quality standards. I wish I
2: had a head-exploding sound effect. Right,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. Labatt- blue light. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. Whoa. Yes.
1: I did not see that one coming.
3: (laughs) I don't know that many did. Yes.
0: But you know, that, that, Cascade hop then speaks to where the citrus yeah, is coming definitely. from because that's yeah. not a that's not a hop that's commonly used in
1: these type of beers.
3: No, no, no. it's
1: not. I mean, it almost fell by the wayside because mm-hmm. Anheuser Busch wasn't interested in it, and yeah. Sierra Nevada said, "Well, we'll, we'll use it." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's wild that they're using. And so the recipe was developed in '83 with the Cascade hop. Yeah, that's amazing.
3: It is. It's that's crazy. Yeah, because really that's about the
1: time they were
0: really new. <laughs> starting to take off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same time Ken Grossman started using them, yeah. early, like early 80s. Yep. Yeah.
3: Well, then there's that. Wow, oh, it was him and Labatt. Wow. Yeah. But seriously, this does not taste like a light beer. This is no, the best no. light beer
2: I I've mean, ever had, honestly, I think.
3: Which really makes, I mean, I'm I, my head is exploding in what all the, the
2: emojis. What's the ABV on this?
3: Let's see.
2: Spin the wheel of suds.
3: Spin the wheel. Okay, you're going to tell me at some
1: point, aren't you? And I've, I've put bad some pictures it's, of batty blue, but, but never the light. Yeah.
3: Well, I know because you don't want, like, I mean, <laughs> having a light beer, you know you? what I mean?
2: That's, I'm going to start buying that.
0: Yeah, that would be a great summer beer.
2: Yeah.
3: It I'm, not... I'm
2: shocked. Well, when you guys go out to the store and look for Labatt Blue Light, then you'll know it's Definitely a light beer, so it's probably, I'd say, in the fours.
3: Huh. Probably you know, no, it's, no not, that. it's not saying. Well, know. that's uh,
0: because. Untapped says 4.0. 4.0? Okay. I could buy that's that. Fr- that sounds okay. about right.
3: But, uh, but seriously, four, four. Yes, consensus says four. Yeah. But seriously, a 4% ABV beer.
2: You know what? Should we rate this a 4 Because it blew our mind and it. I think we should. I think we should. You know what, Labatt Blue Light, you're going to get a sud rating of four. Wow. Uh, 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 Did
0: not expect
2: any of that. I'm the only light beer out of the light, only light version of one of these beers in the lineup and it swept the award.
3: Right. Now, I mean, when you compare it to its. Crack that dog open. Bigger, dog. bolder friend, Um, you There's know, its counterpart. There. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, let's pop, and it makes it nice. pop night. that in the <laughs> tiger,
2: too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hand that the long arms over
3: there. Yes. Hand it to long arms. <laughs> Otherwise known as good old boy Sean. Wow. Well, yeah. um, okay. Freakishly large so, <laughs> arms, long and large. Whatever. Okay. So now it's I not want not just to-
2: his arms that are long, folks. <laughs> hey, it's my legs,
1: too.
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so I want you guys to get number six.
1: Cheers. Is this Cheers? Is, was number six the hoser?
3: A six was the big, the big bold bo- brother of this. Yeah, number Ooh, six tasty. was regular Labatt Blue. See,
2: we did not like that much. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's better as it warms up, I think, than it originally was, but it's still. Yeah,
1: my, my first my tasting notes were that I got notes of menthol, and I just thought it was terrible. <laughs> it's yeah, as it's warmed up, it's gotten a little bit better, but
2: if but they, there
3: still is a weird sort of eucalyptusy y kind of so thing. So it's
2: definitely a different, probably hop hop. Variety. Yeah, I'm guessing yeah.
0: definitely old world. There's some funky German hops going on in here.
3: More yeah. traditional, yeah. I you know, uh-huh. but they're both Canadian pilsners, so I mean, there's that. You know, mm-hmm.
2: so how would you rate these as a pilsner? Ooh, I mean that's that's a weird that's a weird thing to even like a Canadian. I can't. I, yeah.
0: I no. Hard to think about as a true pilsner. No, they nicely fit that
1: international light lager style. Though.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: let's just
2: let's just do
3: that. Yeah, they do.
2: Yeah, they I do.
1: Like, I like my pilsners all malt. Yeah, yeah.
3: exactly. <laughs> and I mean, how can you compare any pilsner to Ooh. you know? The Mr. Classic right. this yeah. doesn't even come close, right no, I mean, the hot profile alone is mm-hmm. completely farted up in the grand scheme of things, it's all you know farted up but i'm I don't know i'm my mind is still blown like and i'm really going to be lebat light i know yeah. i know
2: yeah, at least the
0: canadians took the top spot
2: this is the uh this is the malt liquor episode all over again where natty daddy <laughs> took the natty took the daddy bars. was fantastic though <laughs> oh, fresh
4: natty
3: daddy <laughs> let me tell you
2: i enjoyed it
3: if you La can find Bat- natty daddy blue and
2: lebat blue light. on tap never leave that bar
3: but lebat <laughs> blue light lebat blue light that's what i said lebat blue light now you did okay <laughs> all, right, all so, right so we've had the best should yeah. we
2: discuss the rest
3: well in terms of rating labat blue over labat blue light we rated labat blue
2: a two which it should suffer even more uh-huh. because it's like dude you found something great in 1983 why aren't you when you switch up the hops and the bat blue to match it man I
3: I know. Hosers.
2: We need to get those Labatt Blue people on the phone right now.
3: Yeah. And this is in cans too, right? No, it's all bottle. Oh, well, it's open. only in bottle? I've
2: only... Okay. I could only find it in bottles. Okay. But if you could find it in cans, yeah. well, that would be even better.
0: Yeah. Be, the well, light beer needs to be in cans. Take it on the boat. Take it to the yeah, beach. Exactly.
3: Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm going to be... Next time I go up north, I'm going to be searching for this puppy Cause where I'm from, there's a lot of Labatt Blue. So Canada
2: ended up taking it after all, in the most unexpected way.
3: Viva Canada! Way to go! Yeah. Okay. Up yours, so, Asia. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's. Um, shall we talk about the one that was absolutely the scariest of them all? That, that would be number seven. Number seven. Number seven.
2: Was that King Skunk?
3: King Skunk.
2: All right, Kendall, start your skunk rant.
0: <laughs> oh, I actually wrote down Skunky McSkunkson when I first tasted this because oh, yeah, it know. was that bad. I had to name it. It
2: was all skunk all the time. I feel like the skunk has grown because <laughs> this thing has warmed up. Oh, it's well, you do have a light <laughs> near you, so there's that. <laughs> I don't think the light has, I mean, there's there's no coming back from this thing. I mean, this is textbook skunk.
0: If I wanted to yeah. teach somebody what that off-flavor tasted like, where they could distinguish it and it wasn't a low th- profile yeah. or low threshold, I'd give them this beer because anybody's going to be able to smell that.
3: Yeah. I and
1: mean, you... It makes me thirsty for a Corona all of a sudden. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Well,
3: it just throws the whole thing off.
2: Yeah.
1: You
3: know? It it does. And, you know, when I was a lot younger and more naive into the world of beer, okay, I, I mean... I grew up in Pennsylvania. You guys all know that. So lots of uh, green bottles. There are lots of green bottles. Okay. And it was hit or miss. And then as I was coming to age, you know, the Heineken's and the Mickey's were all the rage, green bottles. So allegedly, green bottles were just fine, you know?
2: I specifically think about Heineken when I think about Skunk because I used to, I mean, that was like the first beer where I started spending more money on it. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like one of the cheap domestic beers. I mean, it was a cheap international beer, but it was you know two or three bucks more a six pack. And I'm like, well, I'm put a little more investment into my drinking. And that skunk was always there unless you had the cans, and then it was not skunked. So you or know, you or could, you go to Amsterdam and drink well the can at sure. that source,
1: yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> Sure, and it does taste a lot better, just like Guinness. You well, know? I haven't, <laughs> so, but I would like
2: to. So, thanks for you know throwing that out there. But <laughs> even in
0: this country, the difference between Heineken in a bottle and in a can is completely different.
2: Yeah, or even on tap too. You know, I mean, if it's sitting in a keg, it's a lot better. I don't know, man. Yeah, that. But I think you're right, Sean. Corona is the. I mean, when you actually have to make skunkiness a part of the beer profile <laughs> for the style then you know that's that's really saying something like oh no we meant to do to that th- yeah. because that accentuates it you know or whatever because why even bother with the green bottle when you can use a
1: clear yes, bottle yes
3: right <laughs> well, nothing. exactly exactly I, I i mean it i i'm still like confused by that you know but I, Old
1: habits are hard to die. I mean, the, the, tr- I the tradition for the green bottle was uh, that you could see, especially with a pilsner, you could see how clear the beer was, and it was it was mm. it was the, your way of ensuring that the, the beer you was buying was quality. Yeah, there wasn't a the dead
2: mouse in the bottle. Right. Of it. <laughs> right. Sure.
3: And to be fair, this this beer be that fair. we rated as our lowest. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, if we could go into the negative, I think we would on this, but. To be fair, this one is a green bottle. So fair. we're not just, we're, it's not <laughs> just hype, you know. <laughs> yeah. Is it?
2: I, I think I know which one it is, but I'm not going to say.
3: Go ahead and say it.
2: Uh, is it Moosehead?
3: No, oddly, it is not. Wow. wow. Although. It seemed a
0: lot like really skunky Moosehead.
3: Oh, so this one is hailing from Thailand. Oh. Yes. Oh. Uh, so it's, a, yeah, It mm-hmm. it is Chang. Yes. 100% malt Thai Bev stopped production of Chang beer, Chang draught, and Chang export in 2015. A new product, Chang Classic, was launched with production shared between Thai Bev. Is that any relation to that and other if. Bev? <laughs>
1: That's a good question. I honestly don't know, and I've never heard TyBev ever mentioned in the same conversation as ABNBev.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, you've never seen them in the same place at the same time? (laughs) Yeah.
4: go.
3: Okay. Well, the recipe was changed to include rice, previously only used in the domestic 6.4% version.
2: In in the anal glands of 12 skunks. (laughs)
3: Yeah, probably. It is sold as 5.5% ABV in some markets, with its attractive taste and a price that (laughs) appealed to customers at all levels. Just let me speak.
4: The response
3: (laughs) and success of Chang marked a new era and turned a new page for the Thai beer industry. In 1998, Beer Chang was awarded the gold medallion at the International Beer Competition in Australia in the category of Lager Unlimited Degree. And on that note, we'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back, everyone.
2: Yay, yes, we're back.
3: Yay, yes. So, we are... Starting off this year's version of our Summer of Questionable Decisions, we have boldly gone where I don't know that anyone has gone before. Or should
2: ever go again.
3: (laughs) True that. We have blind tasted 13 Canadian lagers. (laughs) I love that word. I'm going to use it all the time now. And um, we have done our top five. We have done our worst. And now we are doing the rest. Okay. So let's start off at the top and work our way back. Um, let's talk about number one. Now, this one, actually, we didn't rate as the worst.
0: No, it's it's got a touch of skunkiness, but
1: not overwhelming.
2: I taste something else.
1: I don't know what it is. I get like corn sweetness.
3: I think it's Maybe a that. weird bitterness. You know, I don't. I don't know. I'm getting it's almost s- like a
2: spice kind of flavor, like herbal. I, I was get. I
1: thought I got some mint. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Yeah,
2: just a hair. Not- yeah. So I guess that's from whatever hops they're using. Yeah, I,
0: I thought those herbal notes were coming from the hops.
3: Well, interesting. I, you
2: know, you who knows what varieties are mixing and tossing in and you know we got a bag of this and a box of this let's chuck it in there and see what happens
3: but this one is a rice lager okay what is it yeah this one is orion oh from
2: uh osaka japan
3: Yeah, so, with an even more refreshing taste, a new draft beer was born in the summer of 2015. The same year, draft beer celebrated its 55th birthday. Wow. Huh. The backdrop to the primary color designs of tradition in draft beer is a cool, crisp color of champagne gold. The three stars and our our logo proudly stand out, and the champagne gold color expresses the fine quality and refreshing sense of beer. The design incorporates the red sun, blue skies, and navy blue seas of Okinawa in the color scheme.
2: Wow. You know what, though? I was kind of thinking about this, and, and I'm probably wrong, but what's the chances? Um, <laughs> if I was, I was just thinking, like, if I was eating some sushi and, like, a buttload of wasabi and soy sauce and stuff, I would have that beer. and Because, like, at that point, the food is all the flavor, and you just wanted something to wash it down and kind of kill the heat a little bit. And I was thinking about that with a lot of these beers like like tiger and, and everything like you're eating like really super spicy food, so just a nice cold lager that you could pound a ton of it down that's like low A B V just to help you kind of, you know, wash away some of the, the spicier food. Well that's one of the things I with the tiger
1: where i'm like all right i need to give that a try next time i do have some spicy food because that that hot bitterness coming through i think will really complement cuts the heat yeah, yeah you know i i love getting an ipa with some spicy food but uh you know a good lager here and there is always welcome
2: especially if it's low abv too yeah. you know because yeah. then you're you know you're not you're just getting trashed
3: true Trash. true okay well we rated orion from okinawa a2
2: keep trying orion
3: yeah that. And the next one that we're gonna go over is number three any thoughts on number three
2: I got a lot of corn
0: sweetness in the middle it kind of reminded me of a sort of high life but not a good high life
2: so like a low life
3: mm mm-hmm. huh.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it's just kind of yeah. yeah it's just kind of sweet and just kind of hangs out on your palate a little bit longer than you'd like it to
0: as it warms up, I swear it's gotten sweeter.
3: Yeah, it has. It's. <laughs>
2: <Ugh>. <laughs>
3: sorry, sorry, sorry. Buy some um, hops,
2: Jesus Christ! Yeah. They're not that expensive.
3: Yeah, really. So this one's from Thailand.
2: Oh. Um,
3: Singha. Singa. Singa, the premium import lager beer, the original Thai beer since 1933. Singha. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it does not make me want to see. me. Uh,
3: ha, 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 ha. ha ha. Well,
2: actually,
1: it says in here, brewed with Saws Pearl and Heller Tower blue.
3: Yeah. <laughs> one one
2: pellet each per Yeah, dollar. one BS.
3: <laughs> and a- of note, they scaled it down from six percent to five percent in two thousand seven.
2: What did we rate this one?
3: We rated this one a one. Oh.
2: Couldn't even pull a deuce.
3: Alright. Next is <laughs> Oh, Number four.
2: Go ahead, Kendall. What do you think?
0: This was another skunky beer. I mean, it hits you right in the face. I All right, yes. Not Hitting. as bad as the the first skunky beer we talked about, but it's it's pretty noticeable. All right, yeah. dang
2: it! I'm saying this is Moosehead. Moosehead, isn't it? You are totally correct. <laughs> Finally, See, if I keep yep. saying Moosehead on every skunky beer, eventually I'll get it. Well, we yeah. only
0: had four left, so your chances are getting pretty good.
3: <laughs> yeah this one was really outstanding and it was the first um, first skunky one you opened up right
2: like, yeah, yeah
3: I believe it was in the grand yeah it was because yeah. you were like,
2: you came out and you were like oh my god as soon as I opened this bottle well, it knocked me over
3: <laughs> yeah more like more so than the singa I mean obviously the singa is a brown bottle but um, yeah and it just took me right back to the first time, and yeah, I can admit this now because I'm 10,000 years old later. I was maybe not quite 21 when I, <gasps> I know, I know, shocking because we've all been there, but it was my first time, like, and I felt like such a grown up. And of course, the green beers were really, you know, popular. So I asked for a green beer, and then I, and the guy behind the bar is like, he's like, Do you want me to crack it open for you? And I'm like, no, I got this because I had my little, uh, key and, um, I cracked it open and the aroma just overtook me. And I'm thinking to myself, is this what beer is all about? I'm in trouble. Like, how am I going to get through the rest of my life with this? And it, as soon as I cracked it open today, it just brought me right back to that moment. And I'm like, <gasps> Okay, I'm older. I've, I've, I'm, I'm doing well. Felt like I do young, know what good beer is. That young girl but drinking But this one just isn't helps. it. <laughs> yes.
4: I, I
0: still don't know why breweries go with green bottles. I mean, it's tradition, I guess, but we all know what it does to your beer. Yeah. So. If, you're,
2: if you're doing a sour or something, I would say okay. Because, yep. I mean, if it's something where uh, hops are not playing a major part in it or anything, then okay, yep. cool. But and, and there's
0: a lot of goose and Lambic and even um, Cezanne DuPont was in a green bottle for a long time. I think yeah. they've actually switched to brown. But you can taste a little difference, but it's not as noticeable uh, yeah. as opposed to like a Pilsner or something like that that's really kind of hop forward.
2: Well, we all know, you know, Juliana's stalking victim, Bob, at St. <sighs> somewhere, he, he lives with green bottles. Bob, solely. I love you. I love you. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it depends on the style, but yeah, definitely if it's something where, you know, the hops are going to, you know, they're going to skunk and then you're going to have to deal with that. But maybe, but maybe that's the thing too, though, is you, you've made a beer for so long and that becomes the flavor that all the people who have bought this beer for a long time. know. then you switch to Amber bottles. The skunkiness doesn't come out and people are like, what the hell? What what have you done to my beer, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that's true, but I mean, I, but like Corona, like if Corona didn't taste skunky, people would lose their minds, I think. And, you know.
3: True. So, Moosehead, sold throughout Canada, the United States, and in select countries around the world. Their flagship lager is often regarded as Canada's premium lager.
2: Because they haven't had a bad blue light.
3: <laughs> Apparently, this golden refreshing lager offers a fine balance between malt sweetness and hot bitterness. Okay, I can't. I. I'm. Yeah. Is
0: <laughs> it, here's my question. Up in Canada, is a lot of this sold as draft? Because and I'm would wondering be a if lot it has to better be beer rev. on
2: tap. I bet and, and I bet they have it in cans too. Like I bet we probably just get bottles, which. Hopefully, people will start moving away from bottles in general. But
3: yeah, I, I mean, and these are the style of beers that really need to be canned. If ever yeah. there was, mm-hmm. you know, yeah,
1: I mean the joke the joke amongst brewers is that the pilsner is the most difficult beer that you're ever going to brew because there's nowhere to hide any mistakes. Yeah, right. absolutely.
3: Right. Yep. But I mean, it, and then so
1: yeah, then you throw you you throw a technically excellent beer into a green bottle and. Let you it get just, light struck on the ta-da! shelf. Yeah,
3: exactly. And I hate to say lifestyle when it comes to beer, but I am going to say that. These style of beers tend to a lifestyle that, well, us in the South, we completely love and adore. I mean, as anyone would for summertime, you know? You want it in a can. A, a can is so much more convenient even. And I'm sure it's more reasonably priced, especially now with lots of... um you know, the portable canning lines that come in.
1: But yeah, you know, well, if you're a brewery like Moosehead though, you're you're not getting one of those portable canning lines. You yeah, are. You're not really, yeah. you're not yeah. really, you're not well, really worried that. about
3: you're that. that too. True, you're, true that, true
1: that. You were dumping more beer from your canning line than I'm putting into
3: cans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Something tells me, like
2: Moosehead, they probably just bought like Futures in green, green bottles. bottles oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, damn well it, we're not so, turning and, back now.
1: And so there will always be a market for bottles because if you go down to Lower Broad in Nashville, the waitresses can get bottles between every one of their fingers and carry oh. that out to the customers. Oh, so yeah, that yeah. is always the reason why the long neck bottle is still going to have a place in bars. Is the convenience of being able to carry... There you, you know, go. I okay. never
2: would have thought of that
1: in my entire life. So.
3: And God bless Lower Broadway. <laughs> yes.
1: And all of the cheap beers and bad decisions made there.
3: Oh, that is a year of questionable decisions right there.
2: <laughs> tell you, if you ever all go- in one night. If you, yes. ever to, if
3: you ever go to a honky tonk
2: on Lower Broad in Nashville... Never order a craft beer because it's been in it's been sitting there for about six months.
1: Yeah. Depending on the yeah, depending on the place for sure. Yeah. yeah.
3: It will be skunked. But yeah. anyways. So we rated Moosehead from Canada, God love it, a one.
2: Get some cans.
3: Yes. Okay. Next is number five. Any thoughts on this one?
1: I thought it was slightly sweet
3: when I tried it. Kind of not bad now
0: It's kind of a grainy uh, Breadiness to it But other than that Nothing spectacular It's very sweet
3: Yeah uh, Okay I hate to say it But I'm tasting like stale bread You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. Like.
2: Yep Yeah Okay wow. So it's gotta be A brown bottle
3: It is a brown bottle actually Yep Asahi Yep Mm-hmm Boom Asahi Super dry Super dry (laughs) Was a direct result of extensive market research, which indicated a consumer preference for a more palatable beer with less maltiness, relatively high alcohol content, and a light aftertaste that paired well with the changing Japanese diet. With this insight, Asahi... Used his brewing knowledge to develop a beer with crisp bite, refreshing taste, and clear finish, that satisfied this requirement. Code-named Project FX, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> It engineered a highly attenuated, highly carbonated pilsner. The latter renamed Progress Super Dry began sales on March 17, 1987, and gave birth to the dry beer category. The market success spawned similar competitor products and initiated what was known as the Dry Wars in Japan, and a brief wow. marketing fad for dry beers internationally. However... Asahi has stood the test of time and now years later, Super Dry continues its legacy as the world's premier dry beer.
1: Super, super, super dry. Do, do y'all remember Bud Dry? I do. That was part of the the
2: dry wars. I heard yeah, that yeah. was just an empty bottle. Wow. <laughs> they were like, this beer is so dry. <laughs> it's not even liquid.
3: I I am wow.
0: Wow. I'm surprised it was the super dry as As sweet as it was, yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. It does
2: have a kind of a dry finish, I guess. I mean it. It makes my mouth all cottony. What does that mean? Am I having an anaphylactic reaction?
3: Maybe. (laughs) This is funny. I didn't even. I didn't even know this. And there's a, I think it's a Japanese company that I have a couple of T-shirts from called Super Dry, and I like them because they're. They're retro Japanese, like labels and logos, you know, like but they're racing gear. So, I, I just, I, I, don't know. I got a thing for their shirts, and I, I, but they're called Super Dry. Super Dry. <laughs> I wonder if this like is that. any relation. This is really kind of funny now. It's Anyways, pro- it's
2: probably a product of the Dry Wars.
3: <sighs> probably, and we rated this beer a one. <laughs> Okay, moving on. We just have a couple left, and one of them is number...
2: Number nine?
3: Number nine? Number nine. Number nine. Skunk Skunk City. Okay.
2: So that's uh, Lucky Buddha.
3: No. um, Actually, number nine is Singtao. Uh, Oh, okay. Singtao. Disting a To stink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Another beer that was just so stinky. it kinda you couldn't get pick anything else up. It definitely ruined it. Yeah. What
2: do we rate old stinky towel?
3: A numero uno. Stinky towel And the last one of Forbids is the one in the cutest bottle ever.
1: It is a
2: very cool bottle.
3: Yeah. It is. God
2: Thoughts left on it number in. ten. should have left it in the bottle. It just got worse and worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, just another one. It was it was <laughs> <kunky>. It's <sighs> it's hard to get past that.
2: It's funky and sweet, and it's actually like a, a mashup of all the bad things about yep, the
3: other.
0: It's beers. all over the place.
3: Yeah. It's it is. A, we rated it a one. Well, ladies and gents, that is going to do it for today. Thank you for putting up with us with our first questionable decision of the summer. Um, you can always find us where you found this episode, as well as radio, satellite, online at iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and nearly any place you listen to a podcast. The easiest way is to find this show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, or Google Play Podcast Sip Suds and Smokes.
0: We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at smokes.com.
2: Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram every day at Sip Sud Smoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news.
1: Please take the time to rate this episode if you're listening online.
3: Five stars all around. Coulda boy Dave, say goodbye. Goodbye. Coulda <laughs> boy Kendall, thanks for being here. It's been
0: a
1: pleasure.
3: I am, like, honored here. Good old boy Sean, thank you so much for sitting with us today.
1: Thanks thanks for letting this hoser hang with y'all, eh? <laughs>
3: <laughs> he almost does Take sound Canadian. This is good old gal Juliana. Keep on juggling and see you next time.